This is The Overflow with MC Brooks on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. like it's been forever since I've been down here. It's been a minute. Yeah, I think I feel like it's been a month or so, roughly. Something like that. Feels like feels like it's been that long. That last episode of uh, Mike on the Mic we did. Oh yeah, that was probably like a month ago, I think. I, I think. I don't remember. Perhaps. I don't I, I don't remember. It was either. in June, that's all I remember. <laughs> either way, either way you look at it, uh, I'm back. The Overflow is back once again here on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. I am your host MC Brooks, and I uh, got a fun show for you guys tonight. Got, got a lot of things I want to get to. Uh, Going to try to not make this a particularly a particularly long show because uh, I just want to hit the things I want to hit and kind of keep it going. So we have a couple of things we're going to we're going to get into, and they're actually for the most part kind of related. Um, and this, this uh, the topic of tonight's show is something that's kind of been on my mind for a while. When to talk about toxic relationships. And kind of what inspired me to do it for this week in particular is uh, just finished season two of Luke Cage, which, you know, no spoilers here, but it kind of features Luke dealing with a toxic family member or, or a relationship with a toxic family member. And so I kind of had some issues with how they handled it or with how one of the characters was was handling it and you know, kind of like I don't I, I don't feel like I have popular views when it comes to stuff like that, which is fine because, you know, I don't need everyone to think like me. But um, it is something that I kind of did want to did want to get into. And also, I'm also going to relate it to another fun show that's actually on right now. But, you know, hopefully you're here listening to me instead of watching Steven Universe. <laughs> but we're <laughs> but we're gonna relate it to that too because you know if you've kept up with that as well you kind of see that it's kind of the it's kind of the same thing you know with Stephen's mother and if you're unfamiliar with both Luke Cage and Stephen I will try to break down the relationship dynamics so that you can kind of understand like why these related or why I wanted to to cover these tonight. On top of that, we have another t- we have another let's argue tonight, and I feel like uh, anyone who was any kind of nerd between the late '90s and early 2000s should get a kick out of it. At least if you were a nerd in the same way I was a nerd, at least. So, uh, before I get into the subject, I do want to encourage everyone to make sure you go and listen to some of our previous shows on Rock Deep. We had the liner notes, which premiered last week. And it was pretty awesome. Tamika talked about Earth, Wind, and Fire, and that was pretty dope. Um, if you are also unfamiliar, uh, on our website, you'll see that we have a t-shirt campaign that we're doing right now. And we would really appreciate it if all of you would go to our website, buy a shirt. You support the teams, whether it's the Skins, Nats, Wizards, Caps, United, Humat Mystics. The Divas, who are playing in the in their conference championship next weekend. So definitely try to support them. I'll be there. And so, yeah, make sure you do that. Go buy a shirt. Help us out. So tonight, again, what I wanted to uh, say, what I wanted to cover was uh, toxic relationships, right? So 
I'm not someone who's ever been really that big on family. Like, I love my family. I love my immediate family. You know, I'm not I'm not saying this to, you know, to disparage them or anything or act like, like if something were to happen to them that I wouldn't care or I wouldn't, wouldn't be there. It's not the case at all. But I, I think with when it comes to family, I, I do think that we have to also keep in mind that uh, when it comes to things like holidays, you know, celebrations and everything, that not everyone has the same relationship with family as everyone else does you know what i'm saying you know many friends of mine have great relationships where they go out they go on vacations with parents they go and do like basic activities like shopping or you know going to a sports game or something like that and you know i do some of that with my parents but you know we've never particularly been the closest you know what i'm saying and it's not that I don't love my parents or have any issue with them. It's just kind of what the dynamic of our relationship has been. And for me, you know, I'm someone who's been kind of, you know, affected in, in many ways by the dynamic that me and my parents seem to have. And, and so, you know, when I look out across the landscape and I see the kind of relationships that my friends have, you know, sometimes I get a little jealous, you know, because I'm like, you know, I wish I had that for myself. You know, I wish, you know, if I had an issue that I could just call and have like this lengthy, introspective three hour conversation. But uh, unfortunately, that's not where it's not where I am. And I, and I know that that's the case for for many other people out there as well. So I wanted to kind of uh, address, you know, toxicity and, and toxic relationships and, and kind of just put out into the universe that. If you are someone who has a toxic relationship with a family member, whether it's a parent, a cousin, aunt, grandparent, uh, whomever, that it's totally okay if you if you don't want to maintain, you know, a cordial or good relationship with that person. Real quick, oh, sure. Why don't you define what toxic relationship is? Because not everybody. Because honestly, it's a it's a buzzword right now. True, that is true. And a lot of us. You know, you know, a lot of us woke folk, um, <laughs> we we know what it is. Right, right, we're right. we're familiar right. with it, but not everybody does. Right. So my definition of a toxic relationship would be a relationship that you have with a person that is not healthy or beneficial or good for you. And that's not that doesn't just mean like romantic relationships. It can be, you know, toxic can be, as you said, a buzz term. It can be a catch all. So the, the kind of relationships could be purely platonic. It could be a close friend. It could be a family member. It could be a business partner. It could be just someone you work with and have to interact with on a, on a frequent basis. You know what I'm saying? So it would be, you know, a, a relationship that, again, is not helpful, not beneficial to you. Um, it, it drains you. It, it obviously has a negative impact in some manner on you whenever you are forced to interact with or engage with this person or in, on, in some capacity. It's a very 21st century concept. That is very true. Because I can tell you from experience, having a, a brother who is incredibly toxic mm. that I no longer speak to, mm. the older generation doesn't understand. Right. They're, they will say things like, well, can't you guys just work it out? 
like one of you be the bigger man. They don't understand that this is the same this is the same kid who when we would go out to dinner, if we didn't go to a place that he wanted, he would cross his arms and throw a fit and refuse to eat. Wow. This is the same kid that after my mom died, when we were at her house cleaning out all of her stuff so that mm. we could sell the house, he threw a fit and took a nap on the couch while everybody else that was in the house, which wow. is myself, my wife, my son, my aunt, my uncle, all of them were working and getting stuff done. He was sleeping on the couch. Wow. So... Maybe wow. eliminating a toxic person from your life, even though they're your little brother and you still love them to death. Let right. me tell you how much great, how much greater my life is now. How much less stress there is. Right. I don't have to worry about keeping him happy. I don't have to worry about him acting like a diva, basically. Right. And like, like he's Celine Dion, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, well, this water is tepid. I need thirty-two degrees Celsius water, or I'm not going to be content. Uh, uh, okay. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> right and, and you know i can relate because I, I have that relationship with a, a member of, of my family who i've been dealing with for for very very long and uh, my mother actually just as recently as two days ago has been like he, she she keeps trying to push me to be the bigger person right when i don't feel like i need to be the bigger person because i haven't done anything wrong you know and and my mother is older she's in her 60s so like you know, that, that ties into what you said earlier about the older generation kind of not really getting it. But I don't feel the need to be the bigger person. I don't feel the need to apologize for anything when I know I haven't, I haven't done anything wrong. You know, uh, my relationship with this family member has been toxic for going on eight years now. And I've been deeply, I was deeply affected by things that they did that, really impacted me and, and, and impacted the way that I look at uh, relationships with uh, with other people, both romantic and platonic and, and family as well. And, you know, they, they've, they've made several disparaging comments to me over the years saying things like I'm a failure, you know, things like I'm lazy, that I'm not going to amount to anything. You know, they, they do things like, like, you know, if we're ever in the in in the house at the same time, like they will hide things that they don't want other people using, even though they're for public use, which is crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? And it could <laughs> even be something that I bought. Like it it could be something like if I buy Parmesan cheese for anyone who's in the house to use, and I'll go upstairs one day and I'll open the cabinet and it'll be gone, and I have no idea where it's gone, why it's missing. And it'll just be that this person has decided that, you know what? No one else but me gets to use gets to use this. And I'm like, that's not cool, you know? And with everything that they've d said and done to me over the years, like I, I don't feel like I need to be the, the bigger person. You know, I, I got to a point a few years back where I kind of decided that I wasn't going to let my relationship or lack thereof with this person kind of affect me in the ways that I knew that it was affecting me. I'm not angry. You know, I used to have anger about it. I used to be, I used to get really upset. I used to get sad. You know, I used to, I used to write things kind of trying to vent out those emotions. But then also I realized too, that, you know what, since I stopped interacting with this family member, I've been a much happier and healthier person. I've stopped worrying about, you know, trying to trying to please them or, or, or trying to do things that they think I should be doing. It's my life to live. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's my life to live. And 
whether or not I'm as, as successful as other members of my family, that doesn't matter because ultimately my path is my path. And, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. Like, you know, of course, would I, would I like to be 30 years old sitting on like 50K in a nice big house? <laughs> who doesn't want that? Right? Like, I, I, I absolutely... I absolutely would would love that if I if I got the opportunity to have that right now. That's not where I'm at, you know. Everyone's everyone's path is different, and everyone's gonna find, you know, find their own ways to success. And and actually, that kind of reminds me of you know, kind of a few years ago, right after I graduated college, when when I was on the job when I was on the job uh, the job market, and you know. They, they thought, you know, when I was going through this period of unemployment, that the reason I wasn't finding a job was because I wasn't physically walking into stores and asking for an application. It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. That, that was the same thing I said. Like, and me and my, me and my, uh, one of my sisters, we had several conversations about that. We were like, yo, that's crazy. Like, they, they really think that, you know, you really just go get a job by, you know, go, walking into a place, asking for an application, doing it, and then they hire you right there. Like, no. <laughs> this, this isn't the '80s, right? Things and the funny, <laughs> and the funny, and the funny thing is, even if, like, even if you go into like a, a, a convenience store or something like that, if you go into a Walmart or a Target, they still have a kiosk with a computer, yeah, because you, you, they want you to fill it out online. And that's and, and that's that's the crazy thing, you know. Some 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 people just don't really keep up with the times and how things operate. No, but, and they, they try to apply what they know, right, to the world, and it doesn't work like that. Exactly, it's like the world has changed. Like it's a, it's the world is drastically different than how it was ten years ago, let alone thirty, forty, fifty years ago when when they were you know, uh, growing up in America. So, yeah. But as I was saying before, um, I'm not someone that, that, you know, like I don't, I don't believe that every, that your relationship with everyone can be, can be reconciled or, or that you should try to do that. And so, um, this kind of leads into, uh, how this relates to Luke Cage um, was this season, and this is—I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. Like, it doesn't give away like the big overarching plot of the season, so I don't feel bad about mentioning this. But just in case, spoiler alert: if you have not watched Luke Cage, it's I only haven't. minor. So it's, very, it's only a very minor spoiler. But uh, this season, we get introduced to Luke's father, who was who was only part of season one in mention, but you didn't physically see him, but. His father's actions from season one were that he had a whole other family and part of the villain from season one, the, the villain from season one turned out to be Luke's brother who he did not know was his brother and who had intense resentment for how their father treated his mother. So Luke's father gets introduced in season two of Luke Cage and they don't have the best relationship. They don't have the best relationship at all. And Luke has very intense ill feelings towards his father. And I, for me, as far as I'm concerned, I think he is right to feel angry towards, towards his father. And his father, uh, 
is not someone who is like remorseful for his actions and has not shown any type of respect towards Luke. His attitude is the same that the family member I mentioned having that many people in the older generation have, which is I'm the parent. You listen to me. How you feel doesn't matter. It's all about me. I'm the parent. You need to listen to me. Forget how you feel. And so that that becomes a, a theme that you kind of follow over the course of the season. And what kind of inspired me to want to talk about this subject tonight was that there's another character in the show who spends uh, who spends their their duration of the show trying to egg Luke into reconciling and being the bigger person, even going so far as to speak to this family member themselves, uh, speak to his father (laughs) themselves and try to patch it, try to try to bridge the gap. And, and that, that character trying to not (laughs) trying to be gender neutral, that character, you know, has a conversation with Luke at one point and is like, Hey, your dad, you know, your dad's not that bad. You know, he's, he's a good guy. You know, you should talk to him, blah, 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 this and that. And I mean, anyone who has interacted with a, with a toxic family member knows this act when they see it, which is, which is, you know, your friends, family, people who don't interact with this person on a regular basis are just like, Oh, they're so sweet. They're such a good person. They're so awesome. They're, they're great. How could you ever harbor such how could you say such bad things about them? You know, you should you should give them the benefit of the doubt. They're this, this, and that. And and this, as you know, understandably so, is a sore spot for Luke because he was so very affected by his father, not only because of the upbringing that he had, but also because of what happened to someone who was his brother, someone who who he grew up with and considered a best friend before later in life finding out, oh, hey, you know, we're actually siblings and you hate me for reasons that are not even my fault. And so this character was super annoying to me because as much as, you know, as much as you may want to reconcile with someone, as much as you want to may want to patch things up and and this can apply all across the board for any kind of relationship but that's not something you can force it's something that has to happen organically and trying to force trying to force someone to to have a relationship with someone that they are not ready for that they're not prepared for it's not beneficial you're not helping anybody and and this character i felt like was only trying to was only trying to boost their own ego and make themselves feel good like oh i did a really good thing not really understanding that trying to force luke to have a relationship with his father is one it's not your job it's not your business and two if you wanted to be a good friend a good whatever to luke then what you need to do the best thing you can do is listen for one listen understand where luke is coming from understand that his relationship with this person is not the same as yours and also understand that it's a process you know what i'm saying like it's a process when when people have harmed you or wronged you or affected you negatively you know this isn't i mean yes this is a tv show but 
resolution doesn't come in the way that it that it does in many TV shows where years of deep seated issues can be resolved in a three minute conversation on television. That's not how it works in the real world. I mean, it'd be great. You know, it'd be it'd be awesome <laughs> if I could resolve, you know, my issues with people by just having a short, you know, two, three minute conversation. But that's not real life. That's not real life at all. And so this character was super annoying for that reason. It's like you can't you can't force him to do that. And and in some cases, some some relationships are just beyond repair. You know? I saw an ex girlfriend of mine about a week and a half ago. Um, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship with this person. It was the worst year of my life. Like, looking back at it, you know, you, you don't see things when you're in the moment, but you can, you, you know, when you're removed from it, you can look back and see things that you were blind to in, in the moment. And, and I was blind to, you know, lots of things that happened that happened during that year that I was with this person. And I was very happy to get out of that situation. I mean, my friends were very happy. Like the day, the day I, I broke it off with her, like they wanted to take me out for drinks and party and all of that. And all, like, and all of that stuff, you know, it was like, wow. I, I, whoa, I didn't. All right, cool. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, in, in that moment, I didn't realize that it was, that it was that bad. You know what I'm saying? And, even though I'm probably three years removed from that situation, I don't. Har- when I saw her the other day, I didn't speak to her. I don't. Ha- I don't harbor any ill feelings towards her. You know, I don't. I don't wish bad on her. I don't wish bad on on you know whoever she's with and whoever she interacts with. None of that. I, I have no bad feelings towards her whatsoever. You know, but I also don't have a desire to ever interact with her on any level. And that's because that relationship for me was extremely toxic. And it like it was so bad for me that I, I went to therapy afterwards. I, I went to therapy. And I'm not ashamed to admit that I that I had to go to therapy in the aftermath of it. Because there were some there were a lot of issues that that came up that I was unprepared to deal with. They were basic everyday things that were triggering to me that you know, wouldn't be triggering to any average regular person. But for me, I, I I knew that I needed to change. I need I knew that I needed to get help for resolving that. And so, with knowing how toxic that was, getting the help I needed was was wonderful. And that's big reason why I always encourage people to go seek therapy. If you, if you you know if you feel like you need it or even if you don't feel like you need it it can be beneficial I've been a much happier and healthier person since 2015 for that very reason so we'll always encourage people even if you don't go for very long like sometimes you know I feel like everyone's everyone's different in that regard some people you know may need it constantly some people are only good for you know a couple sessions and, and that's it and so I always encourage people to go seek therapy But um, speaking back on that relationship, I I remember in the aftermath of that breakup, though, having, you know, having other friends who were not as happy and were also trying to encourage me to to go back because they didn't understand the way that, you know, that 
I was being affected by just being with this person and that, you know, my own my own issues, my own depression was a was a giant factor was a giant factor in my inability to leave even after I saw the initial warning signs months in. You become codependent in a way. Right. Exactly. And and it's like and on some level, you feel bad, you know, on some level, because you remember the, the good times because, you know, obviously on some level there were, you know, good times and moments that were not as horrible as the bad moments. And you remember the good times and, you, and, you know, you kind of have this, you know, am I making the right decision kind of thing? You know, is this is this really the right thing, especially when other people in your life feel like what you have going is good, is good and good for you and they like this person? Because they only know the person that they've met on the times that they've met this person. And they don't know the, the person, you know, that was going to see their ex behind my back. Or the person that was giving out their phone number to random people at a party. You know what I'm saying? It, it, they don't know the person that was, that, that was making me feel bad for catching them cheating what yeah that's a that's a whole thing in, in, in itself that you know i i i caught her cheating and i was made to and then feel you were bad. the bad guy i was yeah. the one made to feel bad that i made her feel so bad that she admitted to things that weren't true which was like a giant mind fuck to me <laughs> dude i've dude i've been there i had a girl there was the, the girl i dated before i, I met my wife who would go like out clubbing with her friend on like a random night, like on a Wednesday, right? <laughs> and she would be out until like three, four in the morning. And right. I would say to her, I would be like, hey, give me a call when you get home just so I can make sure you got home okay. Right. And she was just like, I don't need to be controlled. And I'm like, I'm not controlling you. <laughs> I just, I genuinely care about you. We yeah. have both told each other that we love each other. I just want to make sure you got home okay. Right. Like, I if I really cared, I would be going to the club, even though I hate going to clubs because I'm so concerned. I was like, if you really want to talk about controlling, but you know, you've that already made up your mind. Exactly. So yeah, like it's, that's so yeah. wild. I, I don't even know how that's something you can get upset about. Like, that's just, that's just like, I do that just for friends of mine, let alone someone I'm dating. Like, Hey, right? like, what a, let me know like, you what get I, wherever you're going. What do I say to you guys when you leave here? Cause Fredericksburg uh, up to the DC area is a long drive. I'm like, Hey, like hit me up when you get home make sure you got home. Okay. Exactly. And that doesn't make me like controlling Jesus Christ. <laughs> like it, right. it makes you a decent person. <laughs> like it makes you caring. Like it, that's it, what I'm saying. Like I, I do that for everybody. Yeah. Right. Everybody I come across, whether I'm hanging out somewhere or whether I run out, run into you in person. I'm just like, yeah, just like, let me know that. Let, let me know you get to wherever you're going safely. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, that's that's like that's just being a, a, a good person. That's common not being decency. controlling. No, yeah. it's common decency. Yeah, that's yeah. Being controlling would be like, hey, you can't be friends with that person anymore. Hey, you can't go there anymore. Or if you go there, I'm gonna go there. Or don't go on this website. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? That would be being controlling. Yeah, exactly. Not not showing a basic human concern like hey just let me know you're you know let me know that let me know that you're safe that's I know that you didn't die yeah <laughs> some dude didn't like cut you up and like take your kidneys from you you know like it whatever right it's that, why it's why we're not together <laughs> anymore you know like that, that actually reminds me of the time like she actually went to a she went to a party she was a uh, she went up to new york for her best friend's party 
And, you know, the party lasted until like two, three in the morning. Yeah. I remember her texting me at some point while she was up there being like, you know, yeah, the party's cool. But, you know, there are all these creepy guys and, you know, this, this, they, you know, some grabbed me and this, this and that. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And so I remember texting like a couple hours later because I think I had gone out as well because it, like, it was like a Saturday and I think I got home around like three, three-ish. And I like, I just sent her a text and I was like, hey, like, are you good? Is everything okay? You know, actually, no, I think I called, actually, I think I called her. I didn't text her. I think I called her and I was like, you know, hey, I just wanted to make sure like everything's good that you're, you know, that you're straight. Cause you said, you know, these guys were doing the most earlier, blah, blah, blah. And her best friend answers the phone and is like super aggressive and annoyed and annoyed towards me. Being like, why are you calling her? With you know, like, why are you doing this and that? Blah blah blah. And I tried to explain, like, hey, uh, she said, you know, she sent me this message saying, hey, you know, these guys were X, Y, and Z. And you know, then my ex at the t- my ex, then she got on the phone and was also like mad at me for calling and reaching out. And I'm like, I mean, if I like, I'm, you said something to me that indicated that you were feeling uncomfortable. And so now I'm reaching out to make sure that you're okay and that you're still having a good time at your friend's party, but I'm the bad person. It, it really <laughs> it really comes down to you can't fix everybody. True. And what ends up happening is, is a lot of, and it's like guys do it a lot, but you know who else does it too? Women love doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Is they'll take a guy, like how many like female friends do you know who date guys that are just total pieces of shit? And you're just like, I've seen this guy. He treats you like crap. He treats other people like crap. But you keep going back to him because they think that they can change him. Right. It's a control thing. It's it's really kind of messed up. Right. Mm-hmm. But like we both like both sexes do it. But that was my thing. Is like I wanted to. She was she was cute and she was sweet, but she just had these problems, and I wanted to try to fix her. And like, right. You got to get away from that like immediately yep. because that is the worst thing you can possibly do. And, and it especially sucks when you. And what really gets you is you see the good in that person. And you get glimpses of see, what it is, is this entire. And actually, this relates to a rant I wanted to do last month. Um, the idea of falling in love with potential. I hate that. It's falling in love with potential. Like you, you, you have someone who has, you know, good features and bad features. And you see what you see, what they can become. And you want to try to you want to try to. Um, you want to try to push them in that direction. You you want to do the things that are going to help develop them into this person that you saw a glimpse of and feel like they can be, you know? And you can't fall in love with potential, you know what I'm saying? Either, either, they, either they have it and they're actively working to it on their own, or they're not, and you're just going to find yourself in a hamster wheel of trying to fix them, trying to do, the, trying to push them. They fall short, and then the same stuff happens over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like you can't, you can't do that. And so this, how this related to something I wanted to bring up, and this will just be a brief detour, which is the issue I had with the death of rapper Triple X last month. Which, you know, in the aftermath of, of his death, you know, you had lots of people, you know, talking about, oh, he was, you know, he was changing his life. 
he was doing X, Y, and Z. But the fact is, we knew, like, while he was here, he was not a good person. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even an issue of, like, oh, he was not a good person in the, in the sense that he did, like, one bad thing or two bad things. Like, he was a known abuser. He was a... He, uh, he abused several of his girlfriends. Several of his girlfriends. W- one had to raise money to get ear surgery so that she can... Oh, excuse me, eye surgery so she can get vision... In her eye, there was an, there was there was the time he tackled his pregnant girlfriend in the street while she was trying to escape after she was being held against her will by him. There was there there was times of of him talking about how he wanted to, you know, in in response to someone on Twitter, he said how he wanted to commit um, sodomy to their younger sibling, and it's like wait what yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to use the exact. I don't remember the exact phrase, but the, honestly, I don't even think it matters. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it was, it was, it was like I don't even know how you joke about like raping someone's underage sibling. Like that's that's not something that's funny. That's not something that's to be joked about. And so, like there was this outpour from the the hip hop community and from so many people talking about, you know, R.I.P. to this dude, and you know, it's so sad. He was doing X, Y, and Z. But here's the thing, you know, like you can you can try to change your life all you want. But if you're if you're if you're changing is not is not uh, is not helping the people you've affected try to find some peace. Like if you're not if you're not, you know, atoning for the things that you've done, then the things you changed, you know, it doesn't like it doesn't really matter to me, you know. He said, you know, there was stuff about him saying that he wanted to host forums on like sexual assault and and that he donated money to all of these charities. But the fact of the matter is he never did any of those things, never did any any of those things. Well, and it was lips. It was just lip service to make himself look good. It reminded me of the Nicki Minaj thing that happened recently where with her brother. No, where she. Oh, she came out and she was like talking about how like. Oh, I'm in the Me Too movement, and I'm all oh, about empowering yeah, women. Right. But then, like you, somebody like basically called around, and they're like, "You literally just put out a song talking about how like I, I don't remember the exact specifics, I re- I but rem- basically like that she's a hypocrite." Yeah, basically. Re- yeah, what it was was she was she was basically trying to say like she was basically slut shaming against women who are sex workers, while at the same time she had just came out with a song a week prior called "Rich Sex." Which speaks about, except, you know, hey, I'll take money, you know, I'll use my body and, you know, use it to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's different, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm like, who cares? Like, if you're about women's empowerment, if you're really about it, then the, the fact that these, like, not every woman who is, uh, who is having sex for money is doing it because they have, like, deep-seated issues, like they have dad issues or whatever the case may be. Like that's another. I mean, that's a whole other. That's a whole other show in and of itself. You know, kind of un- like comprehending this idea that not everyone thinks about sex the same way, and that for some people, for some people, sex is this like deeply romantic, emotional thing, and then there are other people who are who are able to use it. Yeah. For who who are able to use it to benefit and and good for them. You yeah, know, if people exactly. will pay you for it. 
whether it's whether it's selling t-shirts at hint hint rock deep <laughs> or whether it's selling your body like make your money exactly and this know? in this society i mean if if you can make money off doing something that you like or are good at then so be it as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else it, exactly and and that's that's my only that's my only thing with it too as long as you're not hurting anyone else you should be fine but uh getting back to x like it was it was it was just really crazy how toxic he how toxic of a person he was to the people in his life and his fans thought so like his fans thought so much of the of his victims that when one of his victims showed up to pay respects after he was passed they harass they harassed her to the point where she left after after 10 minutes and then burned the things that she brought to to leave at his grave the cards and flowers that she brought and then on top of that they've been spreading all types of stuff saying that she's lying that 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 she is just trying to gain attention that that he never did x y and z to her and it's like no there's a long documented list of things that he did and these weren't like these aren't things that that, that were just like a one off situation it was like these people went to the hospital they are police reports like they are documented things to showcase that hey this happened this happened and so x was a toxic person and you know as much i feel like as much as we hope that some people can change or that w they will change the fact is they won't many won't yeah and and and, and many of them are going to be stuck in their ways whether they're 19 or whether they're 49 years old like it doesn't matter for some people and, and you know just kind of as a society we need to get out of this idea of falling in love with the potential of someone could get that could get better like it was crazy to me when people were saying things like triple x could have been the next malcolm x they could have been the next uh he could have been the next martin luther king they could have been any of these people which is like you know who else he could have been he could have been charles manson he could have been worse you know, the Charles Manson example is, is one that I brought up a lot while I was having that conversation with folks, which is people thought Charles Manson was going to change his life around at 22 when he was writing songs for the Beach Boys and getting involved with music on that level. And then the Sharon Tate murders happened four years later. So as, as much as as much as we want to hope that people get better or become better people, sometimes they don't. And we can't always we can't always look back we can't always romanticize these people because of what we hope that they could have become and just look at these people for who they are and understand that many of them weren't good people many of them aren't good people and unfortunately many of them are not going to become better people automatically if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna change that's something you're gonna decide for yourself and perhaps x may have gotten better perhaps he may not have i don't per, like personally i don't like, i don't care either way I looked at him for the person he was while he was here and the person he was, he was while he was here. He was a terrible person, a very talented person, but I don't need to talk about how talented he is. Cause that for me, that doesn't matter. Cause you cannot in this day and age separate the artist from their bullshit. Exactly. I don't care what anybody says. Like I automatically lose respect for somebody when they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah." So Kanye's a little crazy, but no, no, no. Seriously, have you heard his album? It's no. I'm like, no. Why did you even listen to it? Exactly. 
Like it's I'm I'm done. Like or well, you know, Kevin Spacey is a really good actor. Yeah, he was a really he good was, actor. Yeah. And then we found out that he was a total piece of shit. Yep. Didn't and he just had uh, three more allegations come out recently. Yeah. It's it's just not it's it's not good enough anymore. Yeah. It's not good enough. Yep. And and in X's case, the abuses were well known when he got popular. So it wasn't even like he got popular and then all of a sudden while he got popular, things happened and you know now exactly. That 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 he got popular and then all the BS came out. Like no, the BS was 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 well known when he got famous, and that's what made so many people conflicted as to whether or not they were going to share his music, whether or not they were going to promote his music, whether or not they were going to invite him to their shows, to do interviews, to perform, etc. Because they knew that he had a long, a long history of domestic violence and abuse towards women. Actually, I can actually let me rephrase. Not even just towards not even just towards women because there was an exam there was a case uh, there was a story of him beating up his cellmate while he was in prison for looking at him wrong and then smearing his blood on his face afterwards. Just for just for looking at him. Not not saying anything to him, not doing anything to him. And he repeatedly called him the F-word while he was beating him up. That's classy. That's what you want in and, your in your rappers, you know. And so for me, that's why I was like, I, I personally, I don't wish death on anyone, but I was kind of, I was, I, I was indifferent to the fact that he died. Yeah. You know, the 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 one thing I thought of in the aftermath is, hey, maybe those people he affected, maybe they can have some peace. Maybe they can finally have some solace. They can, they can, they can get some relief and and you know be able to move on with their lives in the aftermath of this happening. And so some toxic people just never change and they're never going to change. And, you know, as a, as a, as a society, we do need to get away from, get away from that idea and, 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 and understand that, you know, understand where people are, who people are, whether they're family members, whether they are musicians, whether they're in entertainment Whatever they do, don't just look at them for the things for the things that they have brought to you as far as entertainment. Like it doesn't matter if they were good at rap, if they were good at acting, if they were uh, a creative painter, if they were great at designing cars, if they were the best web designer that you know, like none of that stuff matters because ultimately, if we're going to be a society that wants to take domestic violence and sexual assault seriously, then we need to stop. We need to stop being nice towards these people who have committed these these awful acts and giving them a free pass. You know, I love House of Cards and Kevin Spacey. That 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 news angered me to no end. But the fact I enjoy House of Cards like doesn't matter when there are people yeah. who have been so affected by what he did. And with more allegations coming out after the fact, it just lets me know that regardless of how good of an actor I may have thought he was at one point, it doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter at all. No, definitely not. I mean, so, it ties in with what you were saying before, though. Whether it's a toxic person in your life or a toxic artist that you look up to. Exactly. Or you listen to or you, you like watching in movies. It's the same. You, you don't keep toxic people around. Right. And the, the, the crazier thing when there's someone who's in entertainment and music is that you don't know these people, which is which which as far as I'm concerned, 
you have no reason to really be so opposed to this idea that they are this awful, toxic person because ultimately you don't know these people. You may love their work. You may love what they bring to the table, but you don't know these people. You know, several of my several I have several problematic faves and and none of them to the extent of an of a triple X or Chris Brown or anything like that. But as disappointed as I can be, I also have to acknowledge too, like, hey, I don't know these people. I enjoy what they do, but I don't know these people. And so being disappointed doesn't really matter either because I still have to hold them accountable for what they've done or what they've said. That's that's if in and if anything, if your problematic fave is maybe someone who's not as terrible as Triple X or Kevin Spacey, trying to sweep that stuff under the rug is not how you be a fan either. It's on, making sure that you own their BS too and being honest about who that who they are. You know what I'm saying? You have to be honest about that kind of stuff because all the other stuff doesn't really matter because you don't really know these people. And so whether it's someone in entertainment or someone, you know, just I encourage everyone to keep in mind that you don't, you know, you don't have to keep these people in your lives. If it's someone that you know personally, that whatever you need to do to find relief, to find solace, to put yourself in a, in a good place. You know that's what that's what you should be doing. Whether you, wh whether you are being someone is egging you to try to you know uh, fix a relationship with a toxic family member or friend or whomever, or whether it's you know an entertainer, entertainer, just do what you feel is best in that moment and and also take your time. You know you don't have to, you don't have to have a relationship with these people if you absolutely don't want to. And the people in your life who consider who consider themselves friends, how they can be a good friend to you is also not trying to force you to have that relationship if you're not ready. And that's and that's uh, that's that's all I've got to say about that for the most part. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, though, I'm MC Brooks. This is the Overflow here on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. We have been talking about toxic relationships, and uh, also had a brief Luke Cage mention. To which I guess now we'll kind of transition a little bit into Luke Cage. How was it? Because I, I haven't, I started watching the first episode and like I've just been running myself raggy between work <laughs> and the websites and the podcast. So like I laid down to watch it and was asleep like 10 minutes in. <laughs> Nothing against Luke Cage because he's a cool dude but and I love it. I love the first season. But like I, I guess I'm going to have to start it's, it over again. It's even better than the first season. Really? To which I was pleasantly surprised. It's like all of the criticisms that you heard from the first season about, oh, it kind of fell off after, um, what's my man's name? Cottonmouth. Yeah, after Cottonmouth Dude, passed. Dude, he was, he was great. He was awesome. And then once, once he was done, I was so pissed because I was like, you're not going to have a good villain now. And, oh. like, and then Diamondback shows up with his stupid suit. Like, man, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, well, I can tell you. Bushmaster, yeah, in season two, yeah. If Cottonmouth were getting out on the streets, yeah, in the way in in the in the way that he in the way that he was in in uh, season one, yeah. Like if Cottonmouth was actually out there physically fighting Luke and and doing what he was trying to do, he'd be Bushmaster. Wow, like Bushmaster gives you everything you loved about Cottonmouth, plus awesome fight scenes with Luke. Okay, it's, he Marvel got this villain perfect, like. 
he was a fan. He is a fantastic villain. Mar- Mariah too. Mar- uh, I can't even act like Mariah is not part of it. But they they do this thing where they, where you have multiple you have multiple people to choose from as far as your heroes and villains, and you also to some extent feel conflicted because you can kind of see and understand each other's point. You know, it's like there's not well Mariah is bad, but <laughs> Mariah is bad. Let me not let me not even do that. But with Bushmaster, you kind of find yourself in kind of a similar place as with Killmonger from Black Panther, where even if you may dislike his his uh, his actions and the things he wants to do, you can kind of understand why he's that way. You can you can sympathize with him on some level, especially when you get to his backstory. So Bushmaster is is a phenomenal villain. The way that the the show is even just shot in season two, it's beautiful. The the fight scenes were fantastic. And on top of that, they did the one thing that I think every Marvel fan thought was impossible. The one thing that no one thought they could do. They fixed Iron Fist. <laughs> I like Iron Fist. They I I know. I, I, I get the criticism and I don't disagree with it. I just personally <laughs> liked Iron Fist. I liked I like I've liked all of the Marvel series though. I have too. And like and people are like, oh he's this, oh he's that, and like, oh he should have been Asian. Like I whatever. I enjoyed it. It was like watching Napoleon Dynamite if Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite was good at Kung Fu. And it, it, he was he was moody and he was uh, a trustafarian and like he was just like he was every annoying punk ass rich white kid you've ever met in your life, except he could kick your ass. And like I really, I really enjoyed it, but like, I, I'm not one of those people that cares about spoilers. I really, I'm really not. Okay. What did he do that was so great in this season that I have to watch this? Because now Iron, that he, now Iron Fist, now that we're gonna see Iron Fist in this, this just doubled the ante. Because now I'm like, oh shit, I have to see this now. Because I, because I, I was hoping for some heroes for hire. Yeah. We have Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. It's probably, I, I'm gonna even lie. It's probably my favorite episode of the season, because, of, uh, because of one of how Danny just shows up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just shows up and Luke is just like, um, what, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, why, why are you even here? And like, his whole—he's he, done a whole personality shift. He's like way more mellowed out now. Uh, he's kind of a—he kind of is kind of a jokey personality. Like he's like, yeah, he—he—he he, he, like he jokes around with Luke in a way that you know. You, you know he's comfortable doing because they've interacted before. Yeah. So it comes off as really playful and fun. Because they fought an ass load of ninjas <laughs> together. You know, that's right. <laughs> that's enough to bond anybody. Right. And and then the and and this is a credit to Marvel too. You can also tell that they heard all of the criticism. Oh yeah. So they also kind of make fun of some of the things that people were criti- were were uh so they criticized uh yeah. Iron Fist for yeah, like his uh, like always him always having these like long speeches where he always has to pronounce, uh, "Hey, I am the immortal Iron Fist," you know, from Kunlun, yeah, etc. And so they they even they poke a little bit of fun at that. And nice. His fights, his uh, his fight scenes have gotten better. Actually, have they? actually, yeah, they were they were great. And I actually looked it up, and I read that Finn Jones had actually been taking martial arts classes since uh, since the, since the defenders that's good and like you can tell with how they do the fight scenes with luke yeah. and iron fist yeah that he's been that that he's been taking lessons and that they, they're so much smoother 
than how they were in Iron Fist, which, yeah. you know, if you know the backstory of the fight scenes in Iron Fist and how they were learning scenes 15 minutes before shooting yeah, to the point where they had to have the showrunner, like, yell to people on set what they were supposed to do. Like, yeah. I get why they were not enjoyable yeah. on that regard. Like, I, I understand. Okay. So I know the people were hypercritical of the show. And they were like, oh, the, the fighting was this and the fighting was that. Like, I just, it didn't bother me. It really didn't. I really enjoyed it. I appreciated the nods that they made to other martial arts movies. I appreciated that there was a uh, game of death reference in there when he had to go <laughs> through the different rooms. I right. appreciated that he had to fight the drunken master at one point. Like, <laughs> that was dope. And, like, I loved kung fu movies when I was growing up as a kid. So, like, the fact that it didn't look as good as some other movies that have been out there it didn't really matter to me because it was fun. And, like, yeah. may- maybe, I-, I don't know. But, like, and it's. I mean, maybe, I mean, I, kinda, I agree on some level because yeah. I think. For me, even though I, I powered through the first half, I think once I got towards the end, and I'm not saying this as a joke, but I think as I got towards the end, I found it a bit more enjoyable. I found Danny a bit more enjoyable. I found the fight scenes yeah. a little bit better. And I I just enjoyed it. And then I also like that when we got to Defenders, when we got to Defenders, I loved Danny in Defenders. And, yeah. I, and I felt like him kind of being like the annoying little brother role yeah. juxtaposed to the seriousness of Luke, uh, Daredevil, and Jessica, that it worked. And I only had one issue with him in Defenders, and that was him using his fist when he decided to use his fist in that fight scene with Elektra. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's just because he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still a kid. <laughs> like, that, that's the other thing, too, that like I felt like people didn't give him uh, enough True. of a break, is like he went from being an eight-year-old boy to being uh, a kung fu master, you know, a master of, of martial arts immediately. And then he comes back to the only world that he knew other than living in the monastery with monks. And you don't expect there to be a little bit of like a culture shock for him. Like, give the kid a break. Exactly. You and, know, and you can tell he never actually like he didn't have the same kind of childhood that he would have had had yeah. he just been in New York all of that yeah. time. Also, still, though, how right. the hell did that iPod still work? <laughs> Hey, my I have an iPod from 2005 that still works. Do you really? I have I have one that's pretty old that works too. But like yeah. that was like a Gen One iPod that that kid had. Like how did that? Like there had to be like some. How did he charge it? Great question. Right. <laughs> I, I have yeah. no idea. I, I yeah. mean, I, I have a really busted iPod charger that I have to kind of finagle to get it yeah. to work. Yeah. <laughs> But I still, I gotta, still have it. You got to wiggle it just right and just catch it at the right angle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a couple of iPods that are still floating around at home that give me the frowny face whenever I try to plug them in. Like, but I mean, like I enjoy, I enjoyed Danny. He was, he was yeah. a favorable spot in season two yeah. of Luke Cage, and you know, I, I was actually explaining to Charmaine on the way down that he's like, you know what? After seeing that episode, I wouldn't mind seeing like a five or six episode here's for higher series because i love how i love seeing how they interact in that episode and i kind of wish that danny was in more than just that episode spoiler alert i got a fe- i got a feeling that season two or of iron fist we're gonna get a lot more crossover i i sure hope so i yeah. mean simone mystic has been on record saying that she wants to do daughters of the dragon she wants she oh, wants to do that misty and, and uh, colleen, colleen yep. yeah she's saying that she wants to do it we know misty is in season two of iron fist which is coming out later this year and we're getting a trailer at san diego comic-con nice okay so that we know we know for sure that yeah iron fist 2 is coming sometime later this year and we're getting a trailer soon yeah and we know that misty is going to be in this season in some capacity 
just hoping that we get some Luke too. Because again, I thought their their interactions were hilarious, and again, it was my favorite, my personal favorite episode of uh, of the entire entire season. And I'm I'm just excited, and it, it kind of makes me sad that you know at least right now there are no plans for Defenders too. Yeah, because I would still like to see more of that interaction, even past you know whatever we get. Whatever Luke we get with yeah. uh, Iron Fist season two, I like the idea of them each crossing over with each other's shows. I think that that's better than another full Defenders, unless you've got a good idea a few a few years down the road. Like you know, it doesn't need to be every season. But I like agree. Every every couple of seasons, um, kind of like what they do with uh the CW characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Every season, well yeah, every season they have like a giant yeah crossover. I'm actually. Yeah. Almost at that oh, point. Oh, I now. saw your I saw your post about like is this Bra- Brainiac's fight? No, it's the it's, it's the, thinker. the thinker. Yeah, yeah. I, I I looked it up. Yeah, but but it gave me real Brainiac vibes because yeah. he looked the same way Brainiac does in Injustice too, and so I was kind of wondering if that was him. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. it's just but, like it, yeah, Brainiac's an alien uh, computer, but he's he's primarily a Superman villain, right? Uh, Brainiac a, is almost exclusively Superman. okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. That was the other thing that kind of that kind of threw me for a loop too. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, uh, I can't wait. I'm actually really excited about this this uh, crossover because I'm catching up on all the new seasons of everything. Yeah, I've, I have like two more, three more episodes of Legends before I get to the giant crossover, and I kind of oh I, the crossovers, the the Crisis on Earth X crossover. It's, it's pretty dope. I, I enjoyed it. Like I <laughs> I started watching it at nine o'clock right one night. Like I got home from work and it was like maybe like nine thirty or ten, and I'm like, all right, so let me watch an episode. And then I'll go to bed and I'll watch the rest of it, you know, maybe within the next couple of days. I stay up until like two o'clock in the morning and watch the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so cool. I got to see what happens next. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just super, I'm super excited for it because I find myself really enjoying the show, these shows even more than I did before. Like, I already, lo- I already love Flash and Arrow. And I mean, this season, of the, the, this past season of Arrow is really yeah. weird because he's not really in uniform, at least through this yeah. part of it. You know, it's mostly been Diggle. Uh, but I, I've been I'm enjoying it for the for the most part. I'm kind of finding an appreciation for Supergirl that I didn't really have before. Like season two was cool. Yeah. This season I think I'm I'm kind of enjoying too, even though she's been annoying at times with, you know, the whole hey I'm processing grief here, leave me alone. <laughs> and then Legends has been kind of weird because I I, uh, I feel like I, f- I kind of feel like this whole time uh, what, what do they call themselves the time. Uh, Time, uh, time organization something. I can't think of what it's bureau. Time bureau. Yeah, this whole time bureau storyline. It just seems like something they just kind of thought of on the whim. Like, oh hey, they magically screwed everything up, and now you know they have to fix everything while going against their former boss, who for some reason hates them, even though it's his fault that they're doing all of that. But okay, cool, whatever. I, I I do I am mad though because I have a, I have an idea of what's gonna happen, and I feel like they've been they've been slowly but surely phasing my guy Firestorm out, and so I kind of have a theory that I think one of the characters on Legends is gonna die, and if I had to put money on it, I'd guess it'd be Stein because they've been low key kind of phasing Firestorm out of everything since last season, and then Martin's not really involved much this season either. Like they're all doing missions without him, and so I'm like. I feel like they're going to be getting rid of him really soon. Just watch the Earth X episode, and you'll you'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it uh, comes, it, it it all it all plays itself out. Yeah, but, um, we have a, a listener. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah, and actually, 
We're working on. He is a uh, just like you were a pers- uh, perspective, uh, sure. rock deep rogue radio compu- uh, com- contributor in the future. Uh, this what is Jay Rocca. Um, <laughs> he is right now. Um, we got to give him props because he got uh, he got press access to a recent MMA event. Hey, sh- shout out to you. So he is. Um, he's he's uh, chatting in our chat room right now, and he was just saying. Um, that he doesn't really like much much of the CW superhero shows, but he found himself watching Black Lightning. Yes. I haven't watched it, but I want to after we got to see Yuli do the Cress Williams thing yes. at AwesomeCon. Have you been watching Black Lightning? I've I've, I've watched it twice. I watched really. It, I watched it once while it was on there, and then once it hit Netflix, I went through. Oh, it's and on Netflix. It. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, yes. I gotta watch Luke Cage. Then I gotta watch. Okay, yeah, I got like nine shows. I gotta watch. Black okay. Lightning <laughs> is. Yeah. It, Everything you wanted Luke Cage season one to be, Black yeah. Lightning took and like magnified it and did it better by like fifty. Wow! Like they did. There, there, there are no real criticisms I have for uh, Black Lightning season one. I really, I love the character rollout that they do with his uh, with his daughters. Uh, I, I love, I love the villain. Tobias, Tobias might be. One of the best villains that they've done in any of this, any of the TV superhero shows, and he's totally ruthless. And he, yeah, he to, Tobias is, is is fantastic. I don't have any really any real issues with the Black Lightning story. I think everything that they've done with that show is fantastic. I'm really excited for season two. I'm happy that they confirmed season two at, actually after the day after we saw Cress Williams at uh, Awesome Con. And so, Black Lightning is is uh, is fantastic. I do like the idea of them possibly doing a Black Lightning verse, because you know, I, as much as I, as cool as I do think it would be to see him cross over with Arrow or Flash or Supergirl, I would be interested to see if you know if they'd be interested in perhaps bringing in a Static Shock, for example, which is something I've heard rumored for season two. I've heard rumor for season two of Black Lightning that they're going to have a static shock arc if they manage to find a way to put that in. So if they manage to do that, then uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I think it, I think it, I think it's the, like the music is great, the fight scenes are really dope, his powers are are pretty dope, and for him to be a character that you're not particularly like familiar with, they did a great job of explaining him of showcasing his backstory of doing a good they they had a good balance of of him the superhero versus just him the father the principal and then some of the themes that they cover such as police brutality uh intraviolence community uh excuse me intraviolence in in our community they they did they just did a they did a phenomenal job and and it was even better the second go around because i got to really you know, be in tune and appreciate some of the things that I didn't catch on my first go around. So yeah, I encourage everyone to see Black Lightning. I'm, I might even watch it a third time once I'm done with everything. Yeah, I definitely got to check it out. So <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. That's that's a great show. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited for all of the Arrowverse shows. Uh, again, Luke K season two is is fantastic for me. Like. I'm almost willing to say I might put it up there with season two of Daredevil, just with as how far how good it is. And wow, really? I I might have to put it up there with season two of Daredevil. It's that it's that, and I think it's that good because 
with how they do the villains in this season, with the villain, especially Mariah, I won't say what exactly happens, but there's there's yeah. something that Mariah does that just kind of ups the ante. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Char- this- Charmaine, I meant to ask you, why are you sitting over there? <laughs> sit, sit down, put some headphones on, get on the mic. Like this is, come on, you're part you know, of this family you now. You know okay? the drill. Let me let me bring up a mic. Yeah, go ahead and sit down. I'll I'll, I'll oh, mic you up. Uh, give one of the headphones over there. Um, by the way, I just want to again we might, we got to give props to uh, to Jay Rocca here because he's actually at the live UFC event right now, but he's got the sound turned down on the live event and he's got the sound turned up on us so he can listen to us. So like hey. big props to him. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. Thank you for tuning in. You're awesome, man. Thank you. Exactly. You got his priority. <laughs> exactly. You got the priorities right. Exactly. Listen to the right? overflow. Yeah. You're on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. Yeah. That's 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 dedication. Oh, she's right taking there. the earrings off, man. Uh, this is serious. This is serious. This is dedication no, right here. No, my ear when I put the headphones on. Oh well, see, yeah, I, I appreciate <laughs> that go. dedication there. That's that's <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. So yeah, Luke, Luke. But as I was saying, Luke Cage season two. I feel like, I feel like it might be up there with Daredevil. Daredevil season two, and and, and I feel like I actually might go rewatch uh, season two of Daredevil just because of how much I appreciated it. But there, there are so many storylines to follow. The character, the, just the character development with with everyone. Uh, Misty, again, Misty, Misty. I, I don't even know how I got this far without talking about Misty, because Misty was absolutely fantastic this season, as well. And she gets her arm, which is really you know, nice. <laughs> yes, you know, if you know Misty Knight, you know Misty Knight has the bionic arm, mm-hmm. which makes her badass. Right, and she is every bit as badass as you can expect her to be in this season. I liked her arm as much as I liked Bucky's arm <laughs> in Avengers. <laughs> I was like, "That's a nice arm. I like oh, that yeah. arm." <laughs> oh, oh, her her first fight scene when she gets her arm and when she kind of gets over the, you know, the the, oh, the yeah. fear mm-hmm. of the fear of you know, like using it for the first time because she like she hasn't had anything there for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh. Yeah, her fight scenes were yeah, they were they were fantastic. They were really good, especially when her and Luke teamed up and they went to that that um, Luke was that like, corridor. Oh, okay, you yeah, have yeah. the floor. That was that was yeah, that was probably the, that that was that was one of my fa- that was probably my favorite Misty scene right there yep. when Luke when her and Luke go into this um, this uh, bunker, yeah, uh, searching for these bad guys and they're 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 whooping ass and everything, and then Luke just kind of looks over. And sees her like really taking her aggression out, and he's like, "Oh, right, you got it." She Go just ahead. goes <laughs> off, and Luke is like, "Okay, Miss." Like, All right, hey, I'll I'll let you take them out. You got this. <laughs> you, you, you got this under control. Yeah, yeah like. you don't even need me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoy I enjoyed Misty, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. very much looking yeah. forward to to seeing her and whatever role she plays in season two she, of Iron she's, Fist. She's well, she's a great actress. Absolutely, she's yeah. interesting. She's awesome. She kicks ass, and as Jay Rocka mentioned, she's fine. So very fine. She's got that going for her. <laughs> very so, fine. And her husband, uh, her Simone Missick's real life husband, plays in the show. Oh, really? In yeah. season two, he plays cockroach. Cockroach plays cockroach, yeah. who's a character you kind of see sporadically throughout the throughout the series. He's like he's not a major character, yeah. but yeah. he does factor in some of the major things that take place. Quick, uh, sure. con- controversial. Uh, overflow top five here. Uh oh. What are your top five superhero shows? 
Oh, this is hard. Oh, because I mean, I, I or, well, you know what? We'll even extend it to because there's not a whole lot of them. So we'll Let's do seasons, see. okay? And I'll give you. I can I can rattle off mine right now. Go ahead. Okay. And they're, and they're in no particular order. I'll save my top one for the for the for number one. Um, but Dare, Daredevil season one and season two are automatically on there. Just Absolutely. Automatically there. The Flash, the first season of the Flash. Yeah. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the reverse Flash. Yeah, with the reverse yeah. Flash. Season two, I really liked Zoom. Just because Tony Todd, yeah. anytime yes. Tony Todd talks, like yeah. he's got that yes. awesome voice. He could say anything. Mm-hmm. Like he could be reading instructions for like how to assemble your desk, and it would be <laughs> awesome. So like those those seasons, um, I I don't want to say Iron Fist. Iron Fist is just there. Like he exists. I don't know if I would say he's my favorite. Right. Um, but like I, the Punisher. The, oh yeah, I still need to watch that. It I is, still have that on my incredible. list. Yeah. My okay, so just just yes. to set the tone, right? My wife is not a big superhero movie fan at mm-hmm. all. She doesn't watch the movies. She doesn't watch TV shows at all. She tried to watch Daredevil with me, but Daredevil's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. You got to right, get into yeah. it. She couldn't get into it. She watched every episode of The Punisher with me. Every yes. episode. That's how good The Punisher is. And if somebody who's not even a big superhero fan can right. watch it. And, That's and the love same it. thing I, with my grandmother because she tries like whenever we go to her house. The Punisher. Yes, I found That's this awesome. out. She watches awesome. all of them awesome. because last time I was at her house, she like tries to teach everybody about Netflix. Like we don't know. Have y'all ever heard of this thing called Netflix? You guys heard about this and we're Netflix? Like, yeah, Grandma had my own account. She's like, you gotta watch The Punisher. I'm like. Wait a minute. What? Really? <laughs> I'm like, you're, yeah. you turned 70 and you love the pun- Punisher. It's, it's a fantastic. I yeah. won't even lie. When it dropped, I wasn't super excited about it. Like, I enjoyed Punisher in season yeah. two of yeah. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wasn't like super hyped when this yeah. series came out. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah it kind of just appeared. Yeah. It was like, oh, now it's, it's like, on yeah, Netflix. I, you know, I'll get around now to it eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll get around yeah. to it eventually. And then yeah. I saw the first couple episodes and I, I, I couldn't stop. Right. Yeah. It was, it was. Okay. And it's, the the thing too was, I was kind of unsure of what angle they were going to take because generally with superhero shows, they're the fact that they don't want to kill is something that they can play on 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 like a villain you can hold throughout the series throughout mm-hmm. the, the 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 series because you know hey they're not going to kill you know they're not going to kill whoever it is in like episode two yeah. but the Punisher doesn't have that issue he will kill you and not he feel bad not about care. it. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was curious. I was really curious to see how they were gonna handle a superhero or a hero who's not afraid to murder the bad guy. Right. Yeah. And they, as far as I'm concerned, I think they handled it perfectly. Yeah. And I also love um, who was the guy he was with, the, who was also in the bunker with him. Um, oh, Michael Trip. Yeah. Yeah. He was also he was awesome yeah. too. I yeah. loved I loved their little back and their forth. Their back and forth. Yeah. Especially when Punisher would be around his wife. <laughs> oh, dude, he knew that he was watching? Oh, <laughs> messed up, man. It Seriously. Was, like, was, Charmaine, you got to watch it. It's, yeah. I'm going to watch please, it. Please I finished Luke Cage, so yeah. I think that's why I'm going to go yeah. to next on. Yeah. yeah. Punisher, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so Jay says, uh, you guys haven't even talked about Shades in season two. Uh, he said, Ooh. this is what he says. He says, it was funny watching how his storyline was almost similar to Ghost on Power, how he wants to turn legit. Oh. Um, he says that he also likes how uh, Luke Cage He's likes so to add right. pop culture into the writing, which... I totally agree. Yeah. I loved I loved in the yep. first season their integration of music. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they did it where it was like it wasn't unnatural. It was just like in the club this person's playing, but it was just like you got a, this great musical performance exactly. in the midst mm-hmm. of this comic book which you were never able to get in a comic book because, you know, it's just reading it, but like it was I, I really enjoyed that about that. Yep. It was and it was even better in season 2. Like the the guy the people that they got for season 2 
uh, you had Ghostface Killer, Rakim, mm-hmm. you got uh, Esperanza Spaulding, who, if you've never listened to her music, mm-hmm. that's something you need to absolutely go do. Yeah, she is a phenomenal jazz musician. Yeah, yeah, she is fantastic. But they, the music for this season was was fantastic, and even from episode one when they do a tribute, an obvious tribute to the late Prodigy from Mob Deep, mm-hmm. in which they integrate uh, shook ones and and whatnot into that first episode. It's the music. Oh, yeah. The mu- I didn't think they could outdo season one, but they managed to outdo season one with the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Shades is concerned. Uh, um, I'm not even sure where to start with. He's right in the sense that Shades did want to go yeah. legit to some degree. And I watched and Power, so I see what he was saying with Ghost as well. Just, so. But re- there was something else that I was yeah, focusing his, on. <laughs> his relationship with Mariah is the cringiest thing really? I have it's ever seen on TV. It's the creepiest thing I've ever it seen. It is so <laughs> cringy. Like, I've seen, like, I don't know if you've seen through Facebook, like people who have been sharing this story about this like 30 year old guy who has like a 90 year old girlfriend or something like that. And like, it just looks really weird. Like their relationship is creepier than that image. <laughs> just, just seeing how Mariah talks to him and, and when they would be close. I'm like, it's oh. so, it's so cringe. I'm like, back up. Back yeah. Up, dude, back up. Yeah. It's, it's so, I mean, it's, it's uh, very, it's ooh, very cringe. It made me shiver. But I mean, and I felt like it, that's also by design. So I guess like yeah. it did, did its purpose. Yeah. It's it probably purpose. meant to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very, yeah. very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, because I asked you, I asked my cousin. I'm like, are y'all freaked out about this as I am? And both said yes. I'm like, okay, it's not just yeah. Me. I, everyone I asked was was like shuddering. Right. Like I generally don't turn away when I'm watching stuff on TV, but there were several times where I just kind of right. yeah, I had to I had to look away for a little bit because I could not handle. What what was happening in front of me <laughs> on the on screen? I'm um, like, get yours, girl. But it's creepy, but get yours. You uh, <laughs> you want to go ahead because you're uh, at about Shit. an hour and fifteen right now. All right, cool. Yeah, well, we can uh, we can you start wanna, to wrap up. I want to no, I want to hear this this oh your controversial top five you got. Oh, for oh, wait. I, I love when you do that. Uh, oh wait, well oh. first let me give you the what you asked me the the superhero. Oh story. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, so of let me, course, let me yeah. do that, and then I'll. Then I'll get into this. Charmaine's gonna laugh too because she saw how excited I was getting when I was talking about this and yeah. <laughs> on the way on the way down <laughs> nice. here. Um, as far as uh, favorite superhero seasons, uh, absolutely. With uh, season one of Black Lightning was fantastic. Uh, I'll also give you season one of Flash. I'll also even I'll even throw in the I think it was season three the Savitar story. Really? I liked it. Oh, it was so cheesy, I, it though. Because it was just like, it's like they had to come up oh, with a villain. Oh, okay. And they get all the way to I the end. Now. And they're like, you know what? How it's cool would you. it be if the <laughs> if villain was... is like, it's like the Flash. But like, dark. Future Flash. And <laughs> Emo like when Flash. He's, exactly. And when they're like, <laughs> he's got a different like, And he even said it, too. Something. He's like, who are you? I'm the future Flash. It turns out there was just a comma in there. I'm the future Actually, Flash. you know what? I'll take, the, I, I will take, the, I'll give, I'll do Zoom. Because actually, because Zoom is dope. Actually, now I remember, yeah. now I'm thinking, I'm remembering yeah. how much I, how I enjoyed that. Yeah. How they brought in Flash from the the Flash mm-hmm. from the other Earth. Yeah. And whatnot. Well, like the Savitar thing pissed me off because like, yeah. okay. So with Savitar, they're like, they're like, oh, 
I'm a I'm a time remnant that you created, and then I didn't go away, and then you guys shunned me. Bullshit. Barry never would have done that. He would have been like, hey, why don't we hang out all the time? And then right. like, you can be here, and I'll be here. It'll be great. And we'll It'll be, fight crime together. We'll fight crime together. It'll be two flashes. It'll, and like, it would be like an 80s sitcom. It would be awesome. And that's why I love The Flash. See, right. and that's but the thing. The, yeah, that third it, season. I was like, oh, yeah. things are kind of going down, but I'm still watching sense. you because I love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right. even, but I think I enjoy. I think, yeah. I, I think part of what it was was I enjoyed more incorporating Wally and and Wally finally getting his speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I did enjoy that. I enjoyed lots of the time travel stuff that they did and not, not in like the flashpoint kind of way that they did in 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 season two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beginning of season two. Whoa. Happened to my earphones. Oh, you heard that too? What happened? I have no idea. I can't hear anything. Me neither. Uh Oh, um, yeah. Check your, check the board there. You guys I can I can hear you I can hear you fine yeah I can't hear anything huh is it was it just those headphones or yeah I still can't hear anything. you guys lose power huh no no I can't hear well go ahead and because we can still hear you on the microphones the microphones okay. are working fine so what we'll, we'll do is we'll oh, yeah I guess I'll yeah yeah between between episodes what we'll do is um we'll ch- we'll check it and figure out what's going on. Okay, that works. Yeah. We might you might have just like kicked a cord or something like that. So okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah. okay. So we're so, still we're still good and everybody can hear us too. So all right, good. cool, okay. cool beans. All yeah. right, so the first half of season one of Luke Cage, yeah, as well as all of season two, I think mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Okay, I'm trying to remember what see. I'm trying to my seasons of Arrow are starting to run together, so I'm not I'm yeah. not even sure. Yeah, because <laughs> there's sure a lot one. of seasons of Arrow. Well, they're yeah, they're about to be on season seven. Yeah. So, um, I have, uh, I, I'm gonna lose nerd cred with this. I've never watched a single season of Arrow. <gasps> well, I just haven't been I mean, interested. Yeah, like, no, so, I mean, I think I think it's really good. I th- I think I think of Arrow in the same way I think of kind of Daredevil. It's one of those yeah. things where, like, I watched it at first and it was kind of cool, but then like as it progressed. Mm-hmm. And some of the char- some of the other characters that they br- that they introduced, and kind of the, some of the stories that they brought in, yeah, it became much more enjoyable. So like, yeah, season one, eh, it's, it's it's cool. I enjoyed yeah. it, but then like seasons two and three, probably two, three, and four, I, th- I think were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I especially love the 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 angle with Deathstroke. Like I yeah. I love I re- I really enjoy what they what they did with Deathstroke's character. Yeah. But let's see. We have about ten minutes left, so let me start to wrap this up. Start to wrap <laughs> this up. So, oh, I did say I wanted to introduce a new segment, and this will only take like a sec a second. So, this new segment is called the plug, <laughs> in which I try to put you on game to something cool or dope that you should absolutely check out mm-hmm. or buy. And so, um, my original plug, which I guess I can still mention, was. If you are a video game fan like I am, I just bought Kingdom Hearts for 20 bucks. Excuse me. But Kingdom not just Hearts, one. Me, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for $20 on Walmart's website. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And actually, you can still find it for $30 on there, which is still drastically cheaper than the $55 Amazon right. ones yeah. for, for the same. And we're game. talking like the original ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the whole the 1.5 and 2.5. Remastered PlayStation 4. Really? The mm-hmm. graphics are upgrade, upgraded and everything. Yes. I'm, nice. I'm at the end of game one of, of uh, King March 1 right now. And I it bought is it and I don't amazing. even have my PlayStation yet. All I'm <laughs> saying is, is just prepare yourself for Kingdom Hearts 2. 
because it takes you like eight billion hours before you get to do anything fun. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, I've heard. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've absolutely heard. I've absolutely heard. Do all these jobs on the wall just so you can make <laughs> enough money so you can get a train to get on the Disney uh, like a ticket <laughs> oh to get God, on the Disney the train. train. Yeah. Yes. It oh takes God. you like forty five years to do that. Yeah. Not looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> second thing I'll, I'll also mention is if you have a Nintendo, if you have a Nintendo 3DS, you can actually buy the original Pokemon Red and Blue. For ten dollars on Amazon, wow, mm. ten bucks, not bad. It's a great deal. I, I need to go buy a 3DS myself just for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like okay. So that right there is the biggest difference between our age. Is I was too old to get into Pokemon and I didn't really care. Right. Now, granted, I have some friends that are the same age that are really, really into it, but I was too cool at that point. <laughs> like my little brother is into Pokemon, but like and like a lot of my friends are, and I have friends who are older than me that are into Pokemon and. They are losers. Um, <laughs> no, not, not really, guys. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like I never got into Pokemon. It just yeah. was not my thing. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. Well, that's cool. Hopefully, and I'm not sure if you did, if you have, but I was very big on Toonami when I was a kid, when I was younger. Yeah. I was a big Toonami fan. Mm-hmm. And so, today's top five. Ooh. The best, the top five. Years of Toonami, as far as which shows they were they were playing, and everything. The lineups. Shows are part of their lineups. <laughs> so, tied for number five, and I'm going to read off the shows that we're playing. Tied at number five, I put 1997 and 1999. Now, the 1997 lineup, which is the inaugural lineup for Toonami, had Thundercats. Like the original Thundercats. The original Thundercats. Voltron. Oh, God, I love Voltron. (laughs) And the real adventures of Johnny Quest. Yes. Yes. I love Johnny Quest as well. Good stuff. Johnny Quest was good stuff. And I have that tied with the 99, which had Reboot, which I was... Reboot was interesting. It was on ABC um, years ago, and it was like the first all-digital cartoon they made for kids. And it was like set in a computer world. It was basically like Tron. Yeah, right. it was. It was. I, I never got into it. It, it was just, weird. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. It was not it, that interesting. Yeah. But yeah. in addition to reboot, the '99 year also featured the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. And yep. the first anime I ever watched, Ronin Warriors, nice. which I feel like is very underrated and right. like very few people remember <laughs> it. But then we move on to number four. The ninety, the nineteen ninety eight lineup, which had Robotech, Beast Wars, Sailor Moon, and the original Dragon Ball Z. Oh, and Super Friends. Wait, I, so I you have that lineup at four now? At four. <sighs> at four. How dare he put Sailor Moon at four? You want to know why? Because the other three <laughs> had more shows, and they're all better. <laughs> <laughs> they're all better. All better. So at number three. <laughs> I'll take you. On. So at number three. We had the 2001 lineup of Toonami, which featured Outlaw Star, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. The Big O, which, whatever. Big Giant Robot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Card Captors. Mobile Suit Gundam. Not Gundam uh-huh. Wing, but Gun- Mobile Suit Gundam. 8th MS Team, the first Dragon Ball, what may be the second best animated superhero cartoon in Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Zoids, which mm-hmm. I wasn't super uh, wasn't big on. I remember them. And Double O Eighty for Gundam. Then, two thousand three lineup at number two. Uh huh. Dot Hack Sign. 
Neon Genesis, Genesis Evangelion, Yu Yu Hakusho, Rurouni Kenshin, The Justice League, not unlimited. <laughs> No, yeah, no, the Justice, that, that first Justice League was, first Justice yeah, League. was dope. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy. I actually, enjoy, I really I definitely, enjoyed. It. I definitely, the a prior place I, I uh, worked for, I got to interview uh, uh, Susan Eisenberg, mm-hmm. who's the voice of Wonder Woman. Oh, oh awesome! And it was nice. so cool because she does she does her Wonder Woman <laughs> voice, and you're just like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they hadn't taken that off of Netflix because yeah. I was watching. I was I was actually watching it. In the middle of them taking it off. Oh no! I, I didn't. I, I enjoyed it so much more than I liked Unlimited. Yeah. Unlimited was cool, but whatever. That was that Dragon Ball GT. Yeah. And now, the 2000 lineup. Wait for it. Number one. Oh, I mean, I can't hear. <laughs> but the 2000 lineup at number one. Listen to these heavy hitters. Okay. We have an underrated at, at the first one I'm going to mention. Mm-hmm. G-Force. Ah. Guardians of Space. If you remember... The little five, five. There's like that family of five. They had the white suits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like old school. Yeah. Like 1960s, yeah. 1970s. Yeah. yeah. Super old. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Then you also had Gundam Wing. Right. Then you also had, which for me might be the best animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animated cartoon, superhero cartoon, and Batman the Animated Series. Oh, oh. dude. That is, that yeah. is, Yeah. Batman the anime. This th- yeah. that is what ma- that's that yeah. is what helped make it number one. <laughs> Along with you had the three Tenshi shows: Tenshi mm-hmm. Muyo, Tenshi Universe, Tenshi Tokyo, whatever. Then you also had Superman the animated series, which mm-hmm. I I don't remember it's super very good. well. Super super good. It was yeah. good. I, I yeah. Like I have a vague memory of seeing it. Mm-hmm. Very vague memory of seeing it, but I yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. It's it's I mean, it's easily my best. Or my, my favorite, and I feel the best interpretation of Superman. The, the animated series. Yeah. Because yeah. hmm. they get the character right. The voice is right. Like, everything is, like, Lex Luthor's dead on. Like, everything is where <laughs> it needs to be. Is this even more so than um, the Superman film that you mentioned before as the best film adaptation of Superman? So they're different. Okay. The uh, Superman the animated series is, is a good serial. In the sense okay. that it's every week, you know, you're getting a new episode. You get a lot of the different characters. But I feel like when it comes to the big screen, that Superman movie, the Christopher Reeve Superman movie, is mm-hmm. the it's the, the top of the top. It is every superhero movie you've seen today has to thank that movie for its existence. Because if it wasn't for that, if that had flopped, if that had been a piece of shit, and none of these would have come out. Because wow. Superman, it's that good. And it, and it, mm. it, it does what a lot of these superhero movies don't do. They, they don't, it captures the essence of the character. Mm-hmm. What is the essence of Superman? Hope. Right. And, that's, mm-hmm. and they're able to get, capture that with this, is that this guy, even though he's an alien from another planet, is more American than most of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Is a better human than most of us. Right. And that's, that's what is Superman. And like... You don't get that. You didn't get that in Man of Steel. Like, I mean, a little bit, but like, it's. I still haven't, I still haven't seen that. I liked it, but I'm a Superman sucker. I like, I'll watch anything. <laughs> Super- I love Superman. So like, as long as he's flying around and, and like punching people and like right. vaporizing stuff with his eyes, I'm good. So just mm-hmm. real quick, real quick yeah. though, have you, have you seen his adaptation in Supergirl? Oh, the, oh, oh, Tyler Hochstein. Yeah, yeah, whoever. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What yeah. would you, you think about him? He's not bad. It? Like, he's he has the right like. Like that goofy, 
kind of like <laughs> I'm awkward, but I'm Superman, you know, like, like somebody's going to say something funny and I'm going to be like, huh, yeah, that's pretty funny. And like, <laughs> but he's not like super cool. Right. But he's Superman. Because right, it's just right. like, it's like, I can't believe you made a reference to changing my diapers. Ha, ha, ha. Now I'm going to go punch an asteroid and blow it into a million pieces. Like, it's, they, they managed to get that. So it's, I was okay with that. I've only watched that yeah. one episode. Because, like, Supergirl's cool. Yeah. But, like, I just, I can't get into her it's as, as hard. much. Yeah. Like, I, The Flash is my dude. Mm-hmm. I, I want to watch Same him. for me. Even when, like, The Flash is like pizza. Even when he's bad, he's good. Yep. You know, like, even when the episodes suck. Even when the se- season isn't as good. Even when the villain is dumb. Like, it's like, yep. it's mm-hmm. still cool and I still really enjoy it. So, yeah. yeah. I found myself enjoying Supergirl primarily because I like many of the other characters who yeah. are not her. Yeah. Like, I really love Martian Manhunter yeah. in, the, in that show. Mm-hmm. I found myself really enjoying Guardian in that show as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I enjoy other uh, Cat Grant. Um, oh yeah, Ali McBeal being Cat <laughs> mm-hmm. Grant <laughs> yeah. is 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 also fantastic. But that's yeah. that's that's kind of where my enjoyment that's where my enjoyment of that comes from. Um, I kind of like her a little bit in this season, but again, yeah. like Martian Martian Manhunter for me is what makes that show. So yeah. like I've watched primarily because I like to. I want to see what they do with his with character, his character. Uh, going forward with that. Yeah. Yep. All right. So with that being said, we have hit the end. Gone a little bit over, gone a minute over, but it's mm-hmm. cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, once again, thank everybody for tuning in to the overflow here on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. Uh, once again, make sure you go check us out on all of our social media accounts. Follow us there. Share with your friends. Be sure to go uh, check out last week's episode of the Liner Notes, hosted by Tamika. It's really great episode on Earth, Wind, and Fire. So make sure you check that out and share. Uh, we're also running a T-shirt campaign. Uh, there'll be photos going up soon because I managed to purchase one already. Before those going up soon, please. Seriously, like, and this is coming from the dude who designed it. The sh- yeah. the shirt looks so much better in person. It's a, like it's a fantastic shirt. It I'm, feels amazing. It's legit. It's it, it's comfortable. I'm getting I mean, one. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. Like Maybe I'm two. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm excited. I'm like, buying a second one. So yeah, yeah right. like I got it. I'm gonna definitely pick one of those up. Um, I think I want to do the rock the rock deep one though. But I don't think I'm gonna do the one that's on the site right now because we did redesign the rock deep rogue radio logo. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a new shirt for that. So I mean, we're just gonna keep adding stuff to this the store. If you go to rockdeeprogradio.com, the store is right there. You can click on it and buy stuff. And when you buy exactly. stuff, you support us. Exactly. Now, if you think that like when you support us, it's just going to be like us going out and buying burgers and stuff like that. No, no, it's not. This is like going to help us buy new equipment, get new headphones. As mm-hmm. you saw or as you heard, we had a technical difficulty in the middle of our broadcast. I got to go mm-hmm. fix it now. So <laughs> we may need to buy more stuff. But like it's also going to help us do more things. We're going to be able to have more podcasts. We're going to be able to do events where you guys can come out and visit, where we can meet everybody, where we can get more shows, we can get more broadcasters. You're going to help us grow because all of us, we all have day jobs. We want to do this because we want this to be our career. You can help support that. You know, like I always find it funny when people are like, oh, I only buy Nike. But like you're supporting a giant corporation. Right. You're supporting right. somebody that doesn't care. Exactly. They just want your money. Like we, we want your money mm-hmm. as well but we want it because we want it you to be part of what we do we right. want it to be family we want, to, we want it to help each other grow exactly and like if you've got a business or you've got a podcast you've got a blog or whatever it is you support us we're gonna shout you out we're gonna mm-hmm. put you on the website we're gonna put you on the shows we'll support you we yes exactly mm-hmm. because that's the you want to know what the future of this world is 
because everybody talks about how toxic the internet is. Right. The future of this world is finding positive and using yes. social media and the internet for that so and true. sharing everybody's stuff. That's exactly. how the, that's how we're going to fix this world is using this technology that we've had to better it, not to make exactly. it worse. I had my moment. Thank you. <laughs> it was a great moment. Thank you. <laughs> a great moment again. Uh, but yeah, so go buy a shirt, support us, give us your funds. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely be on the lookout. Uh, I think Peace of Mind is next week. Uh, I believe so. Yes, Peace of Mind is next week. Uh, coming up next. Oh, coming up next. A very special episode of Mike on the Mic. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I did a little teaser before, but uh, you guys can <laughs> hang out for this if you want to, too. But I got to fix the headphones now. So Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I want to go back to that song that we played for your intro. Song. That song was dope. That was dope. We are going to use so, that for your outro, too. Awesome. Well, again, thank you all for listening. Definitely make sure you share this. And again, go like us on all of our social media sites. And we'll catch you next month. This has been a Rock Deep Rogue Radio production. 